What's up, everybody? Welcome to this loaded episode of the Man Cave Podcast, brought to you by our good friends from Hy-Vee and Toyson Ford. Dan Casper here with you, as always, and when I say we've got a loaded podcast episode, man, we got a lot to talk about here. We've got a new first baseman, perhaps DH for the Milwaukee Brewers. We've got a new head coach for the Milwaukee Bucks. And now we're going to get a new defensive coordinator for the Packers. Yeah, a lot is going on right now. Uh, Brewers-wise, Reese Hoskins coming over from the Phillies. He missed last year due to a torn ACL. He suffered in spring training, but he brings some power. He brings some pop to his bat. Two-year, $34 million deal. Being reported, there's a opt-out after the first year. But uh, Brewers, finally. Finally getting some some power at that spot. Now, I think he might play, eh, maybe it's close to a 50-50. But I feel like he's going to play probably a lot more DH because his defense is, it, it's, it's not great. It's not great defense. If you remember Brewers general manager Matt Arnold said last year at the trade deadline that they prioritized defense and they didn't really want to sacrifice defense for a lot of offense unless he's had a complete change of heart because he saw how the offense performed. At the end of last year, maybe that changes it. Or you just kind of plug him in at uh, DH, and then you don't have to worry about defense. But that also means that you probably have to find another first baseman defensively. So I like the move. I like that they're bringing some more offense in this thing. Um, I think, honestly, I feel like if he has a good year, he'd probably opt out and maybe get a bigger deal elsewhere. But nonetheless, I like it for this year. I'm going to talk to Brandenburg about this in a couple days uh, when we get him on the podcast. He's kind of our... Uh, our brewer guy over there but on the surface i like this move and um i I like the fact that and he's had success at miller park nine games or see miller park and fan field nine games five home runs batting over 300 over there too so above average hitter brings that pop plug him in the middle lineup i like the move a lot we'll break it down a little bit more kind of maybe the the effects after this move what else where how does that shape that lineup uh uh, for for the Brewers, we'll hit that up with with Brandon coming up uh, in a couple days when he joins us on the podcast. And here, I thought we were going to spend a lot of time talking talking Bucks. There's been a lot going on here. I want to get to my uh, my the, or excuse me the the Packers talk about defense coordinator because I've got my top six defensive coordinator candidates for the Packers. Top six, not top five. I got top six. So I'm going to get to that in a minute, in a couple minutes, because we do have to talk some Milwaukee Bucks here for a second. The Milwaukee Bucks firing their head coach, their first-year head coach, Adrian Griffin, with a 30-13 and 13 record, firing him, and now hiring longtime former NBA coach Doc Rivers. By now, I'm sure you have seen, you've heard, you've read a lot of stuff surrounding this. Let's kind of do a quick recap here, okay? So by all accounts, some some reports out there, it sounds like the Bucks had reached out to Doc Rivers back in December, a couple months ago, a month or so ago, to kind of be maybe a mentor to, to Adrian Griffin. Uh, so he was kind of, you know, and, and got to know the, the team a little bit there. Uh, then it sounds like last couple weeks, general manager, John Horst, assistant general manager, started showing up at practice, which apparently raised the eyebrows to, uh, to some of the coaches and, and players there. 
And, well, lo and behold, Buck's deciding to fire him. And if you read ESPN.com, there's an article up there where John Horst believes Adrian Griffin will eventually be a very good NBA head coach. But with the timeline of the Bucks, you know, to win a championship, with their championship timeline really hyper-focused to right now, they felt like they needed a coach that they believe can win now. Now, there's also some other chit-chat out there that when they hired Adrian Griffin or when they were thinking about it, they're, at that time in the offseason, remember, they didn't know if they were going to have Brooke Lopez back. Houston was courting him really hard. They didn't know about Chris Middleton. They didn't know about a Giannis extension. That all happened. Or, you know, the, the Brooks, Lo, Brooke Lopez deal, they got him back. Chris Middleton locked him up. But then they trade for Damian Lillard. And that kind of changed some things, too. And then Giannis signs the extension. And there were some accounts out there saying that Brewer, or excuse me, the Bucks may have thought about or, or kind of thought maybe this year was going to be a little bit of a step back. Because if they were going to lose like Brooke Lopez and maybe not have Giannis sign an extension, et cetera, et cetera. And it kind of makes sense because when you go back to all the reports about Adrian Griffin, one of the, the pauses or one of his endorsements was he's very good with young players, connecting with players, and developing young players. That kind of makes sense to make that higher if you think you're taking a step back and you have to play a lot of the younger players. Things change, though, when you bring Damian Lillard into the fold. It's win now. It's not win in a couple years, in a few years. It's win now. It should always be win now with Giannis, but it really spiked with that move. So, also, you had the reports that this was Giannis's guy. This was the guy that Giannis wanted. Now, to what extent was this the guy that he you know highlighted before interviews, or was this just you know based off the couple guys he was given? That was the one he chose over so-and-so. You know, we may never know the true true answer here. So a lot of factors in play, and obviously, you know, we've heard the the reports talk about frustration. We know the defense has really struggled this year. Uh, maybe some cracks in the foundation, some frustration from the players after games because they feel like they're not playing their best, some miscommunication, uh, philosophy differences and such. So the Bucs looked at this situation, I think, and, and they looked, okay, yeah, we're 30-13. and 13. We're second place in Eastern Conference. But do we really feel like the way things are going that we can win a championship? And I feel like they answered that no, that they can't win this year, that they can't win next year with the way things are going right now. And that window to win is right now. So with that being said, Doc Rivers then comes in. Doc Rivers ton of coaching experience. Orlando started off his career, then Boston where he won a championship, Clippers, then most recently the 76ers, former Marquette dude coming back to Milwaukee. I know there's people, there's fans that aren't excited about this hire. They're not too geeked up about it. Big reason being is because, well, he's coached a lot of talented teams but only one championship to show for, a lot of shortcomings when it comes to the postseason. That's probably the biggest gripe that a lot of Bucks fans have with Doc Rivers. I'll counter that two ways. One, at this point in time, when we're at the end of January, halfway through the season, who else is out there? Realistically, who else would you bring 
into this situation right now. There, there, there's not the, the pool small. Jeff Van Gundy was a name mentioned out there. Nate McMillan. Nate McMillan doesn't move the needle for me. So at that point, if you're making it, who else is out there? But what I think really sold Doc Rivers to, to the Bucks is his experience coaching multiple stars, multiple superstars on other teams. 76ers, Celtics, Clippers. Now, you can argue, where's the success from all those? And you'd be right. But I think at this point in time, they wanted a guy that would command the locker room from his players. Because I think, in my opinion, maybe Adrian Griffin didn't have... I don't want to make the, the Bucks players sound bad or, or mean or, or whatever. But I don't know if they fully trusted him. And I don't know if he they, they had or they gave him a lot of respect. New guy, first-year head coach coming in. you got a lot of guys who've won a championship, had a lot of success. They're like, what does he know that we don't? I think Doc Rivers changes that a little bit in the locker room, where those guys are going to be like, okay, guy's been around the block here for a little bit. He gets our respect. We'll see how it works out. You know, I I do think Doc is in a situation, I think it was Gilbert Arenas who said this, where he's in a no-win-win. Bucks win, he won't get credit because of the players. They lose, he'll get blamed for it. But it's an interesting, interesting move. I mean, the Bucks fully admit that they made the wrong decision with their with their coach hiring. Do they regret maybe not hiring Nick Nurse? I think they do. I think they they regret hiring Nick Nurse, not hiring Nick Nurse. I don't think they regret firing Mike Boonholzer, but I think they regret how they went into the coaching search and bringing in their new head coach. We'll see. I think this season, I, I, I'm not sold that Doc Rivers is going to be the guy next year. I think a lot's going to depend on this year. And then we'll see. We'll see after that. I'm willing to give it a chance, though. Why not? I think right now the Bucks are better than they were just a couple days ago. I think there's a little bit more optimism. And I know Bucks fans are not excited about Doc Rivers. I get that. I understand that. But would you rather have Doc Rivers or keep going with what was going with Adrian Griffin right now? I'd go Doc. Quick break, and then I'm going to give you my top six candidates to be the new Packers defensive coordinator. And I know all of you, every single one of you are going to agree with me. Yeah, right. All right. Quick break from our wonderful sponsors, and I'll tell you my top six after these few words. Winter is here in the Chippewa Valley, which means it's even more important to make sure you have a good vehicle to hit the winter roads of Wisconsin. Need that vehicle for this winter season? Look no further than Toyson Ford in Chippewa Falls. Whether it's a car, truck, or SUV from their new or used inventory, Toyson Ford has the vehicle you're looking for. Making sure you have a good, proper working vehicle is incredibly important this winter season, and Toyson Ford knows that. Just give them a visit today at 1000 Chippewa Crossing Boulevard and visit ToysonFord.com. 
It's that time of year where we may be stuck indoors for a bit, so you need to make sure your pantries, fridge, and freezers are fully stocked. How do you do that while also saving some money? Easy. Just shop at Hy-Vee in Eau Claire. Whether it's stocking the pantry with soups or dried goods, or loading up the deep freezer with pizzas and frozen foods, Hy-Vee has the best selection to help keep you stocked during the winter months. And with their Hy-Vee perks, you'll save money at the register and the gas pump. Stock up on your favorite grocery items and save money with Hy-Vee in Eau Claire. All right, so Packers fans, a lot of Packers fans may be rejoicing, happy with the decision that they are moving on from defensive coordinator Joe Barry. That becoming official today, Wednesday, January, what are we at, 24th? Yeah, 24th here. Interesting note, though, Adam Schefter from ESPN made a comment that he still may remain with the organization, but maybe in a different role. I don't and he said that those conversations are ongoing. Um, I think if if that's true, if there's if there's fire where there's smoke, I think a lot of that would have to depend on who the defensive coordinator is going to be. So we'll see. And does that kind of maybe relate to who they bring in, a younger guy or an experienced guy? I don't know. Interesting, though. Kind of awkward in, 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 in terms of maybe for, for the next defensive coordinator to come in, but... Hey, who knows at this point in time. We'll see how that all works out. I'd still be kind of surprised if he does remain over there. Nonetheless, a lot of Packers fans throwing out names who they want to become the next general manager, defensive coordinator for the green and gold. Before I get to my top six, I do think this is an attractive job for prospective defensive coordinators. You got a team that's going to have high expectations next year. You got a coach that's not a sitting duck for next year. You've got a team that's got a lot of young promise uh, on the offensive side. Defensively, you've got players on this defense. You've got some some guys to work with. If you are a defensive coordinator, some guys to work with that you should be excited about. Okay, on every level. Kenny Clark, defensive lineman, Devontae Wyatt. Uh, the rookies, Carl Brooks and Colby Wooden, Quay Walker, linebacker, Rashawn Gary, um, you know, Jair Alexander in the secondary and such. So you've got some dudes, okay? So I think it's a it's an attractive job for, for prospective defensive coordinators when you add all that in there and, and a team that's expected to compete for, for next year. So we all, a lot of Packers fans have their, They've got their wish list, or they've got their top guy that they would love to have. I'll, I'll start with this. Bill Belichick ain't going to be it. Bill Belichick ain't coming, okay? It's it's not going to happen. So we'll, we'll get that one out of the way. I also don't don't think it'll be Mike Vrabel, Matt LaFleur's former boss, when uh, LaFleur was the offensive coordinator for one year in, in, uh, in Tennessee. I don't think it'll be that. So... I originally was going to do top five, but I ended up with six. So shout out to, to Brandon for our top five plus. I guess you could kind of call it an honorable mention. And I don't have them in any particular order, like this is the guy I want, number one, and, and all that sort of stuff. But these are this is a combination who I think Green Bay should look at, who they are going to look at, and I could see being good hires for, for Green Bay. The other name I'm not going to have on here is Jimmy Leonard. And it's not to say I don't want it. I just wonder if that ship has sailed. This past year, spent some time as an analyst with, with Illinois. He turned down the Packers job by all accounts a few years ago. 
would he would he be interested now in potentially taking that, considering you know he didn't get the Wisconsin job and you know had a year off, maybe recovering from hip surgery, possibly. But right now, I just for me, I I, I think that ship has kind of sailed. So, without further ado, let's jump into it. Uh, first defensive coordinator that I have on my list, and I'm pretty sure he's getting interviewed almost for every single defensive coordinator job out there that's <laughs> that's open, is Wink Martindale. Don Wink Martindale uh, was defensive coordinator for the Giants these past couple of years, spent some time with the Ravens, Solid, solid defensive coordinator. Matt LaFleur earlier this year and, and last couple of years, Packers have lost to the Giants. But the last couple of years, uh, yeah, last couple of years they've lost to the Giants. But Matt LaFleur, uh, after their or leading up to his previous game this year with the Giants, had this to say about Wink. He said, Coach Martindale's a guy that I've experienced going up against quite a few times when he was in Baltimore. Uh, he kicked the crap out of us when I was in Tennessee and he was in Baltimore. That was a humbling day. He's a guy that he does a great job putting people in position, and he presents a lot of different challenges for an offense. i got a ton of respect for what he's capable of doing and what he's done over the course of his career. A lot of respect for, for Matt LaFleur. I feel like he's at least going to explore that possibility if a team doesn't already lock him up before they get a chance to, to talk to him. So that and then to me he's he's a little bit older i know he's gotten some head coaching interviews over the, over the past few years but it feels like that's a guy that you're probably going to get it for a few more years and and he's a defensive coordinator maybe not going to become a, a a head coach one day so wink don martindale i think you at least have to explore that opportunity especially when you hear matt lafleur's comments earlier in the season about him Next on my list is a guy who interviewed for the job when it went to Joe Barry. And according to Albert Breer, he knocked it out of the park, was impressive. Chris Harris, former Bears defensive uh, defensive back, spent some time in Washington, was with the Tennessee Titans this year. Last year he interviewed for the 49ers defensive coordinator job. This year he's interviewed uh, for, for the Bears defensive coordinator job. I would imagine if he did that well in that Green Bay interview a few years ago, Matt LaFleur maybe taking a look at this, at this one too. Now, if you're wondering about schemes-wise, going back to, to Wink, you know, Raven stuff, he's, he's 3-4. Harris has worked under both 4-3 and 3-4. Got a little bit of experience there. But if you're looking maybe for a first-time up-and-coming younger defensive coach, could be Chris Harris becoming a first-time defense coordinator under the Packers. Younger coach, next one, younger coach, but has experience coordinating a defense. Ejiro Evero, another guy who interviewed the same time as Chris Harris that went to Joe Barry. Sounded like he was also a finalist for this job. Um, Ejiro spent a little bit of time with the Rams when Matt LaFleur was there. Ejiro actually was a, was a coach for a year quality control coach for for Mike McCarthy but you look at the job he's done defensive coordinator for the Broncos for one year under Nathaniel Hackett this past year with Carolina really put into some tough situations I mean 
You know, last year he's with Denver, head coach gets fired in his first year. He's at Carolina this year, head coach gets fired with their first year over there. The only thing is he's been getting a ton of head coaching interviews. You have to imagine he's going to be a future head coach at some point. Will he be around for the long term? Does that even matter right now? But i got to imagine if he's available, Matt LaFleur is going to pick up the phone, shoot him a text, or, or give him a call and say, hey, let's talk again. Let's talk again. So don't be surprised to see that name if he doesn't get a head coaching job and he's already kind of getting second interviews right now. Next, Anthony Weaver. Now, he's getting some talk about you know head coaching interviews and such, but he is the assistant head coach for the Ravens, defensive line coach, also was defensive coordinator for the Texans back in the day, Coach J.J. Watt. Mina Kimes made a fantastic point about the Ravens' defense. Mike McDonald over there, who's a defense coordinator, he's getting a ton of head coaching interviews too, and how successful they have been at stopping a Shanahan-style offense, which is what the Packers run. And that's kind of been the wave of offense in the NFL. If I'm a head coach and I see how well the Ravens' defense has been playing, not not just against a Shanahan-style offense, but of all this all season long against a lot of different offenses, I'd want some of that. I'd definitely want some of that. And I think when you look at Anthony Weaver, a lot of experience in the NFL, a little bit with a defensive coordinator down there with the Texans. Now he's with the Ravens learning that style. If he's willing, I know he's getting head coaching interviews, and he's an assistant head coach, defensive line, but if he's wanting, willing to become a defensive coordinator and start calling plays, make that call. Make that call. Why not? And to kind of, I guess, feed off that one too, I'm going to stick with the Ravens and look at their uh, defensive backs coach, Denard Wilson. Was with the Rams, defensive backs coach, Jets, defensive backs coach, also passing game coordinator, Eagles defensive backs coach, Eagles passing game coordinator, defensive backs coach uh, with with the Ravens this year. He may be ready. I mean, you you look at those different styles of defenses that he's been under, especially like Philly and th- those couple of years, and now Baltimore this year. Getting familiar with this with this style of defense again, a younger, up and coming coach would be a first time defensive play caller. I think that's worth a shot. That's that's something to to look into. I'd I'd pick up the phone and give him a call and see what you got. I mean, you look at his track record, he's coached some really good secondaries. And what's one of the weakest parts of this Packers defense? Secondary. Yeah, they got Jair. Eric Stokes is a first round. Carrington Valentine. But the safety, the safety depth over there is a big question mark. But you look at the work he's done with Kyle Hamilton this year. C.J. Gardner-Johnson, James Bradbury in the past. Darius Slay. I think that would be an option as well. And then finally, number six, again, no particular order. He's getting interviews for defensive coordinator jobs and head coaching jobs. And, and kind of like Ejiro, he could be blocked. But Patrick Graham. Patrick Graham was with the Packers under uh, under Mike McCarthy. Was run game coordinator, defensive line coach and such was a long time with the Patriots and such. And then again, got to be a defensive coordinator with the Giants under Joe Judge. And then, you know, he's with the uh, 
with the Raiders these past couple years. I do wonder if he's going to stick with the Raiders with Antonio Pierce getting the head coaching job. I wonder if he just sticks with Patrick Graham. Patrick Graham's a good defense coordinator, but does he stay with Graham? Familiarity, coached under him, right? He coached under him when he was a position coach for the Raiders. So I kind of put him at, at number six because I don't know if he would be available. Of all these guys, I feel like he would less likely be available. But you can't argue with the results that he's had out there. Players respect him. Players like him. Success as a defensive coordinator. Experience as a defensive coordinator. If he's available, I think he's at least worth a phone call to bring in for an interview. I mean, look at the work he was doing with Max Crosby with the Raiders. I think we would all love to see that with Rashawn Gary. With Rashawn Gary being that type of player that Max Crosby is with the Raiders. So those are my six. Again, it's a combination of who I think they should look at. I shouldn't say it's a combination. It's mostly who I think they should look at. I'm not opposed to other coaches out there. I'm not opposed to bringing in Jim Leonard for an interview. But I think these are the six that they're going to target, in my opinion. I think these are the six that they're going to look at. They're going to they're going to interview more guys. You have to. But I think this is a, a job that's going to be very attractive for multiple reasons. But this is a huge hire for Matt LaFleur, perhaps his biggest decision yet of his head coaching career. He's got to get this. You've, th- this. This team has invested too much on the defensive side to not be a consistently good unit. Expectations are going to be high next year for this team. You've got to get this defensive coordinator hire right. And it might be a little bit of a risky pick, too. I feel like maybe the Joe Barry pick, looking back at it, Maybe a little bit of a too too safe of a pick. You know, maybe not taking a risk on a guy like Ejiro because, well, he wasn't a play caller. Kind of went with a little bit of a safer pick. You got to nail this one. Got to nail it. Who do you want the Packers to get at defensive coordinator? Hit me up. Let me know. All right. That's going to do it for this episode of the Man Cave Podcast. Brought to you by Hyvie and Toyson Ford. Appreciate you tuning in. We'll have more about Doc Rivers and the Packers search for defensive coordinator. All that in the coming days and definitely more Brewers chat when we get Brandon on here too. So uh, be a friend. Tell a friend about the Man Cave podcast. Follow, subscribe. Minder, we're on YouTube now too. So go check it out over there. We'll love a five-star rating and a positive review though so others can find the podcast. Until next time, I'm Dan Casper. I'll talk to you on the next episode of the Man Cave podcast.